Hi, this is Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. The title of this interview is called How to Be Positive Regardless. It's an interview with legendary cookie maker Famous Amos. Wally Famous Amos has had his shares of ups and downs. As a high school dropout who was sent to live with his aunt when his parents divorced, he could have chosen to see life in a negative way. Instead, he realized the power of being positive regardless. And in this interview, he shares how that attitude has helped him in business and in life. According to Wally, in order to be successful, you have to commit to an idea as soon as it comes to you. You can't wait for the best time to do something or for someone to do it for you. You have to go for it right away or someone else will beat you to it. So in this audio, you'll hear how Famous Amos took his simple idea and made a fortune with it and how he stayed positive throughout the process. You'll also learn the challenges Famous Amos had faced in his career and how he got past them. You'll learn how fear is the thing that stops most people from succeeding, how to get over it and why he calls it false evidence appearing real. You'll learn what Famous Amos means when he says the only thing you can do on your own is fail and how not to let your ego get in the way of your success. You'll learn how to live for today, control the things you can control, and stop worrying about the rest. You'll learn all about branding and why Famous Amos says you're always selling yourself regardless of whether it's your personal or business life. You'll learn all about how Wally lost Famous Amos, the lessons he learned from that loss, and what he's doing today. Wally Famous Amos doesn't worry about much, including money. Even though he says you won't always know where the money's going to come from for your ideas, you'll know that no new money needs to be created for success. It's already out there in circulation. You just need to figure out how to get it to circulate your way and stay positive that it will. And in this interview, you'll hear all about it. Now let's get going. Hi, this is Raven Blair Davis, and I've teamed up with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. You are responsible for opening the world's, I believe, first store selling chocolate chip cookies. What inspired you to start Famous Amos Cookies? Well, first of all, I wanted to do something that I really love doing, and I've loved chocolate chip cookies since I was 12 years old. I've loved baking them since 1970. So I had been an agent and a personal manager in show business for a combination of about 14 years and got tired of doing that and wanted to do something else and didn't know what it was. But one evening, latter part of 1974, I was having dinner with a friend. Her name was B.J. Gilmore, and she had been Quincy Jones' secretary. And we were good friends. My office was next to Quincy's at A&M Records. And somehow the conversation got around the cookies, and she said, you know, Wally, you and I, should open a store selling chocolate chip cookies together. And then she immediately followed that with, I've got a friend that I can get to put up the money. So even when she said that, she had my full attention. And it was at that moment that I made the commitment, that I made the decision to open one store selling chocolate chip cookies. BJ never found her friend, but I found mine, and Helen Reddy and Marvin Gaye and Marty Mogul. And in five months, I was selling cookies. Because I was motivated, I was inspired, I was excited, I was enthusiastic. All of those things create wonderful results, and I was selling cookies. Well, you know, I caught what you said at first. You said you made the decision, and it all starts there, doesn't it? It does. And I think that even more powerful than making the decision, what comes as a package deal is making the commitment. Commitment is I will. It's not I hope or I guess or maybe. 
I'll try. But when you commit to do something, you say, I will do this regardless. And once you have that commitment in hand, nothing can stop you. I know starting out, there had to be a lot of challenges that you faced. So can you share with us how you got past any of the particular challenges that you found yourself facing? Every day was a challenge because I had never opened a retail store before. So for me, it was all a challenge. But I'll give you another definition of challenge. Challenge is just an opportunity for growth. When you confront what it is that is challenging you, you will go through it. And usually it's just getting past the fear. There is a friend who sends inspirational messages every day, and the message that I got today is so powerful. Can you share it? Yes, it was by, actually, Eleanor Roosevelt. This said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience by which you really stop to look fear in the face. The thing that stops most people is fear. They fear that they're not good enough. They fear that they don't know what they're doing. They fear that they can't do stuff. It's just one fear after another. When you confront that which you fear the most, you can't help but succeed because you do gain strength, courage, and confidence. But there's a great thing about fear also. The word actually says false evidence appearing real. What you fear doesn't exist, and if it does exist, it only exists in your mind, not in someone else's mind. So when you can grow beyond your fear, and know that you can do anything that you set your mind to, regardless of your lifestyle, regardless of your education, regardless of your experience. But you are capable of doing whatever you think of, because if you couldn't do it, you never would have thought of it, because everything starts with a thought. And thank God for me that I didn't totally understand that at the time, but I've always been a relatively positive person. And I understood that I could open one store selling chocolate chip cookies. I had been baking cookies for five years, clearly. I knew how to make them, but I didn't know how to have a retail store. But it was just one thing after another. It's common sense. If you think about what you want to do, the answers will come. You know, if you start figuring it out, the answers will come. You can't sit back and say, well, I don't know how to do this. And then there's the thing that people start calling everybody, asking them. I get so many people ask me how to do stuff. I don't know. I mean, I didn't know how to open a retail store, but I figured it out. I am a high school dropout. So most of y'all listening have more education than I do. So whatever it is that you want to do, you have to start. You have to just go do it. And don't let the economy bother you. Don't let anything stop you. Be positive regardless and move forward with your idea. That's the key, man. That's all I've done. That's all I continue to do. Any business, any idea that you come up with, how will it get done if you don't do it? Are you going to wait for somebody else to do it? Are you going to wait for your husband, your wife, your mother, your friends? Are you going to wait for somebody to tell you when is the best time to do it? Are you going to look at your astrological chart and see when is the perfect? No. The best time to do anything is when you get the idea. That is the only time. When you get the idea, that's the time to do it. See, here's the thing people don't understand. Ideas 
do not come to you exclusively. Ideas are just permeating the universe. When you tune into an idea, you're not the only one. More than one person can tune in to the ideas in the universe. So if you don't respond to them, someone else will. And then what will happen later when that idea becomes a reality in someone else's life? You'll say, that person stole my idea. You can't own ideas. If you don't respond to them, then someone else will. So that's why it's important to do it when you get the idea, because you're just one of maybe millions that got the same idea. See, you come in the world buck naked, you're going to leave buck naked. You will take nothing with you. You've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse. So the idea is to use yourself up while you are here. You know, don't be saving stuff because you're going to die and leave it. People got tons of stuff saved in self-storage places. They die and there it is. So the idea is do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. Best time in the world to do anything is right now. And you got to rely on some spiritual also because, you know, the reality is ideas come through you and not from you. They come from a much higher source than you, but they are channeled through you. So you are just a channel for ideas. And you want to be an open and clear channel to realize that there is a greater force in the universe than you and that all ideas come from that force. I think it's a great secret to one being successful. But our ego gets in the way, and we want to believe that we're doing everything, and we can't do anything. The only thing you can do by yourself is fail. So you're going to need a team of people, and you're going to need God on your side. And God is always on your side. If you think that God is no longer with you, guess who moves? You. <laughs> Amen. If I'm not mistaken, I think I heard an interview where you were sharing that your aunt used to make cookies. It was my Aunt Della that first made cookies for me. When I was 12 years old, my mother and father divorced. I was living in Tallahassee, Florida. They decided to go their separate ways. My mother went to Orlando to live with her mother. She sent me to New York City to live with Aunt Della, her sister. Now, that could be another negative. Well, I came from divorced parents. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not worthy. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing could be further from the truth. Your mother and father just decided to get a divorce. It's not a reflection on you at all. You know, you don't have to think that. You don't have to believe that. It's not true. You are still free to go and to live your life. I'm proof of that. I came from divorced parents. But I went to New York and lived with Aunt Della, who gave me lots of love, and who made chocolate chip cookies for me. How was I to know that 27 years later, when I was 39 years old, that I would open the world's first store exclusively selling chocolate chip cookies? You don't know. There are no facts on the future. You can't know where your life is going, and you can only live it one day at a time. Be your best every day. Prepare yourself for whatever may come. Education comes in handy with that. Education just prepares you to take advantage of all the opportunities that will come your way. Gives you a strong foundation. It gives you confidence also. And Della made chocolate chip cookies. It was 27 years later that I was having a meeting in Hollywood, California, where I was living, with a client, a young lady named Sherry Summers. And she just made some cookies that she brought to our meeting. My God, they reminded me so much of Aunt Della. They were homemade cookies. I hadn't had any in ages. I said, girl, where'd you get these cookies from? <laughs> and she said, with a little funny stuff, the recipe's on the back of it. And that's they told how chocolate chip package. As soon as the meeting was over, Raven, I went and got me some chocolate chips, and I'd be done. If she wasn't right, there was the recipe. That started my journey with chocolate chip cookies. I made them for five years, gave them away to friends, gave them away at meetings, and became well-known for making really great-tasting chocolate chip cookies. As they say, really, the rest is history. 
when BJ and I had that meeting that night and I made the commitment, that's the power in commitment. There's a poem written by Gerda. It's in my book, The Power in You. First of all, it's called The Power of Commitment, written by Goethe, the German writer, G-O-E-T-H-E, The Power of Commitment. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no one could have dreamed, would have come his way. Are you in earnest? That's asking, are you really serious? Are you really committed? And seek this very minute whatever you can do. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius power and magic in it only engage and the mind grows heated begin folks begin now and then the task will be completed that's a powerful piece if you know that that's the way life is if you know that you are the cause and effect of everything in your life then it's not unbelievable the thing also it works Every time. So commitment worked for me 34 years ago when I started Famous Amos. Commitment also worked for me four years ago when I started a company in Hawaii called Chip and Cookie. C-H-I-P-A-N-D-C-O-O-K-I-E dot com. we got two retail stores here in Hawaii and we sell cookies online. This is my original cookie. This is my personal recipe. This is the same recipe that made me famous. Not the recipe that Famous Famous Cookies use today, but this is the recipe that I use to create Famous Famous. So I have resurrected that recipe. So there are a lot of people listening that as they hear me speak now, they are remembering the taste of a Wally Amos cookie. It's the taste of butter. It's the taste of lots and lots of chocolate. It's the taste of pure vanilla extract. It's the taste that you only get when you make cookies by hand, not with a machine, not plopped onto a cookie sheet, but gently placed onto a cookie sheet. It's a cookie made with lots of aloha, and aloha is love. So that's what you get. When you get a Wally Amos cookie, you can only get it in Hawaii or you can get it online, and it is shipped, obviously, from Hawaii. So, so online, where can we go get it? www.chipandcookie.com. Hi, this is 
is Raven Blair Davis interviewing for Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. I want to talk to you about the economy because, you know, a lot of people are really having a hard time dealing with this. My thing is cut the TV off, don't listen to the negativity. And don't read the papers. And no. don't read and, the papers. You know what? I'm not interested in the economy. I have no control over the economy. Control the controllable. Control the things you can control in your sphere of influence. I'm not in control. I'm not in charge of the economy. And I like what you said because that's what I was going to ask you. What's the biggest suggestion you can throw out to those listeners that are worried about their business and the economy right now? You just said it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Two things, maybe even three things. First of all, stop worrying because the literal translation of worry is to strangle. And guess who you're strangling when you worry? Yourself. So quit killing yourself. Stop worrying. Start focusing on answers and solutions. That's the only way you will save your business, by focusing on answers and solutions and doing it every single day. And here is the kicker, though. Above and beyond everything else, be positive regardless every second of every single day, folks. No one has ever created a business from being negative. No one has ever written a great piece of music by being negative. No one has ever built a skyscraper by being negative. You create other things from being positive. You grow your business by being positive. Focus on answers and solutions. What do you need to do today to get your business going? This chip and cookie business, I am skating on thin ice because I've run out of money a couple times already. And don't know where the next batch is coming from. But the one thing I do know, it is not necessary to print any additional money for me to get the money that I need. It is already in circulation. Another thing I do know, in order for me to get the money, I must stay in business. I must keep the doors open somehow, some way. I don't need to know the answer. i got to share one other thing with you. I'm a member of Unity Church, and Howard Caesar is a pastor of Unity Church in Houston. It's a wonderful church. Yeah, I've spoken there many, many, many times. So you're not in partnership with the bank. You're not in partnership with other people. You are in partnership with God. Here is a daily word from May 9, 2007. It's called Let Go, Let God. In partnership with God, I live from the understanding that greater good is possible. Dear God, I feel your presence in this moment of contemplation, becoming still and releasing concerns of yesterday and thoughts of tomorrow. I experience the ease that comes from thinking only of you. In this state of restful meditation, I renew my faith in your spirit to bring order, peace, abundance, and wholeness to all outer conditions. There is nothing in this universe that exists outside you. Thank you, God, for healing, protecting, and guiding me and those who are dear to me. I release and let go more completely so that I may experience your presence even more fully, living from the understanding of our partnership. I know greater good is possible. The Daily Word is always inspired by Scripture. This one is 2 Samuel 22nd, chapter 32nd, 33rd verse. Who is a rock except our God? The God who has girded me with strength has opened wide my path. You know, who do you trust? Who do you put your 
faith in. That's what I want to know. Because if it's not God, whatever your interpretation of God is, and everyone has their own interpretation, but you got to believe in something greater than yourself. That's where the answers come from. As I said, the answers come through you. They don't come from you. They come from a higher source. Many of us call that higher source God. Some call it Buddha. It doesn't matter what you call it, but it is critical to believe that there is a higher source in the universe. That's where you have to put your trust. That's where you have to put your belief system. I need to just share one other thing. because You know, I just said a key word, and that key word was trust. Because trust is really, really, really important. Who do you trust? You know, trust is deeper than faith. Trust is more powerful than faith. Because to trust is just to give up everything. Totally. To just jump off the cliff knowing that you're wearing a parachute even though you can't see it. That's trust, okay? So here is a book I read called Streams in the Desert. It's a wonderful little book of daily prayers. And this one was from December the 15th. And it just repeats itself every year. The word trust is the heart of faith and is the Old Testament word given to the infant. Our early stages of faith. The word faith conveys more an act of the will, while the word belief conveys an act of the mind, our intellect. But trust, trust is the language of the heart. The words faith and belief refer more to a truth believed or to something expected to happen. Trust implies more than this, for it sees and feels, and it leans on those who have a great, living, and genuine heart of love. Therefore, let us trust also in him. All through the delays, in spite of all the difficulties and in the face, of all the rejection we encounter in life, and in spite of our feelings and evidence to the contrary, and even when we cannot understand our way or our situation, may we still trust also in him, for he shall bring it to pass. The way will open, our situation will be changed, and the end result will be peace. The cloud will finally be lifted, and the light of eternal noonday will shine at last. Trust and rest when all around you puts your faith to stringent test. Let no fear or foe confound you. Wait for God and trust and rest. Trust and rest with heart abiding like a birdling in its nest underneath its feathers hiding. Fold your wings and trust and rest. You know, I had to tell you something. I was talking with my bookkeeper earlier, who comes in every Tuesday and Thursday, and we are really short on cash. And yet the opportunity is becoming larger than it's ever been since I started this company four years ago. And I needed something to remind me, something to bring up my strength. And talking with you and being reminded of these pieces of material that I read frequently but not for some time has just fortified me. Because you must live it. You can't just say how great they are and how nice they are and not live it. If you believe it, then 
You must live it. So there are no messages from business school that's going to get you through, really. All right, because those messages change every day. Those books change every day. Facts change every day. The truth never, ever changes. God is the truth. God's support is the truth. God is our creator is the truth. That's not going to change. So this interview is for me. It's not for your listeners. And I am being fortified today, and I am being reminded today of what it has taken to get me this far, which is God, and it'll help me cross the finish line. I'm convinced. Well, I'm glad that you had this experience. You know, one thing that I sense and feel from you from every interview I've ever heard you do is you have fun. You seem to enjoy life. How important is it for us, not only in our personal life, but in our businesses, to have F-U-N. Critical. I think you must have fun. So I don't separate my business life from my personal life. There is only life. I'm looking at an orange here. Is there any part of this orange that is not an orange? <laughs> so it's just life. There are certain segments, certain aspects of life, but it's all a part of the whole. And so whoever you are needs to be lived through all of it. But fun is really, really Really critical. Obituaries always list the year you were born and the year you died separated by a dash, 1900-1996. When you were born or when you died is not nearly as important as what you did in between what you put in your dash. What have you put in your dash? The older I get, the more fun I want to put in my dash. If it's not fun, I won't do it. If it's not fun, I cannot do it. There's a great quote by Mark Twain that says, I do not like work even when another man does it. <laughs> Those thoughts are from my book, Watermelon Magic, Seeds of Wisdom, Sites of Life. And all of this stuff is available on my website, too, at chipandcookie.com. So it's not only about cookies. It's oh. about food for the soul, food for the mind. What tips can you share with the listeners who might be currently struggling with their brand? Because you're the brand man. You know about branding. Well, what I always do is, just, I brand myself. Everything that I do revolves around me. You know, and that's not to be egotistical, but I am the central point of activities that I am involved in. So in a sense, I'm always promoting Wally. But I think that's true of most people who own a business. You are promoting your business. You know, and who better to promote your business than you? And you're selling yourself. I don't care what product it is you're selling. You're always selling yourself. You're selling your credibility. You're selling your integrity. You're selling your ideas. But it always revolves around you. So that's all I do. But it is important to be consistent, to be congruent in what you say and what you think and in what you do. Also, I think one of the basic things that you need to succeed in business in life is people need to like you. <laughs> No one will buy a product from you if they do not like you. So you need to kind of grab things with yourself before you do anything else. And you need to maintain your credibility and your integrity if you're going to have any contact at all with the public. And then above and beyond that, you really do need a quality product for sustainability. You can't keep a business going on smoke and mirrors. There has to be a product. There has to be a product with substance, with quality, that people can use, that people wish to purchase. It's pretty basic, really. you got to mean what you say, and you got to say what you mean. And be authentic. 
totally, keyword now is transparent. I've written eight books. I can't be any more transparent. See, right through me, <laughs> because all you got to do is read one of my books. I've had thousands of interviews, but every time I'm interviewed, it's the same message. It might not be the exact same words because there are a lot of ways of saying the same thing, but the message is always the same. I am consistent with my message. I am a positive person. I am known for being positive. I'm known for being kind and loving. I'm known for being fun. So that's what you get when you purchase a Wally product, be it a beautiful watermelon Aloha shirt, be it one of my books, be it a chip and cookie doll, be it a chip and cookie book, be it a chocolate chip cookie, a chocolate chip with macadamia nut cookie. It doesn't matter what it is. You're purchasing a piece of Wally, and it's real. You know what, Wally, I think I had read or listened to an interview where you talked a little bit about your experience once you lost Famous Amos. And one mm. thing that you said was you forgot that it was a team. Tell us more about that. Well, it's all teamwork. You know, when I started Famous Amos, I totally understood that I was just one person. And a lot of people helped me found that company. Because the only thing you can do by yourself is to fail. Failure is self-induced. But if you want to have a success of any kind, to any degree, then you will absolutely need to have other people working with you. I knew that going in. I often saw myself as a conductor. A conductor is nothing without skilled musicians in each chair capable of playing their instruments. So I thought of myself as being a conductor, and everybody else was a part of the orchestra, and I realized how important the relationship was between conductor and the orchestra. And then I launched Famous Famous, and it started happening, and I forgot that I was a part of a team because all the attention was now on me. The girl took over. Very sneaky, very seductive. It just comes in and grabs you and beats you around. And so I lost my way. I literally lost my way and thought that I was more important than the rest of the people on the team. But I was shown that that was a lie. That was not the truth. I'm still part of a team. I learned that lesson. So within every experience, there is a lesson. And if you don't get the lesson, you continue to have the experience until you understand why you're having that experience. So when I lost famous famous, one of the real things I focused on after that was, well, understanding how valuable team was. And the first business I got involved in after losing famous famous was a company called Uncle No Name. Because famous famous had sued me over ownership of my name and likeness. And so I said, well, you know, you don't need a name to have a product. And No Name is a name. And when I was born, I didn't have a name. My mother and father called me Wallace Amos Jr., simply because my father was Wallace Amos Sr. How creative was that? But I also understood that your name is just how people identify you. That's not who I am. It's who I am you can't touch. Who I am is a child of God, unique in God's love. My laugh is unlike anyone else's laugh. My fingerprints are unlike anyone else's fingerprints. So the experience of losing famous famous truly helped me find myself, that inner me from which I live on a daily basis. Just started a whole other journey. And I shared with you earlier that every experience has a lesson for you, and it's important to get the lesson so you can keep moving on through the experiences. You can't own anything. You come here buck naked. You don't even have any formulated ideas. And you leave buck naked. You can't take any clothes with you. They dress you up and put you in that box. 
Now, let's see, you started off as an agent. Well, I think you worked at Saks, and then you went from there to being an agent with William Morris. I did, yes. I was in the Air Force for four years. My first job out of the Air Force, 1957, was in the supply department at Saks Fifth Avenue. It was just a temporary job for Christmas holidays, and after that, I was scheduled to go to secretarial school which in those days they were called business schools. And that's what I did. I worked at Saks and unloaded boxes and just a menial type job, but it paid. And I needed to do something. It wasn't necessary to make some money, but I didn't want to be hanging around on the street corners. I wanted to do something. And so I did this job through the Christmas, and then I started school in January. And I'd done such a great job at Saks, they offered me the opportunity to come to work in the morning before I went to school, because I was school in the afternoon. After a while, I became the manager of the supply department. And the job became too much, so then I worked all day and went to school at night. And I was studying shorthand and typing and business courses and stuff. And after almost four years of working at Saks, I was making $85 a week. I married my first wife. We had a two-year-old son, and Maria was pregnant with Gregory, our second child. And I wanted perhaps as much as more money. I wanted recognition for a job well done, but I wanted more money also because, you know, to have some expenses and raising a family, and that required some cash. So I had Saks for a $10 week raise, and they said, I'm sorry, Wally, we can't do that. And I said, well, if you don't give me at least a $5 week raise, I'm going to leave. And they thought, and they said, well, Wally, you, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, that was not the easiest thing to do because I'm a high school dropout, so I had no great education to fall back on. I've always kind of gotten by on common sense, and I realized that Saks was not my security, that Saks was the place that I worked I didn't have the spiritual understanding that I have now either, but I knew that there had to be something better than sex. There's something as good as sex that I still needed and wanted. And so I gave him two weeks' notice and left, and I did not have a job and couldn't find anything to my liking, so I went back to Collegian Secretarial Institute where I'd gone to school. And, you know, this is where it really comes in handy to maintain a strong reputation, which is what I've always done. And I went back to Collegian and told them what had happened. And Sachs gave me a glowing letter of reference. You don't bring your bridges, you know, because you never know. You can't yeah, cross them again. And okay. Joe Lee Meyer at Collegian said, I don't worry, we get you another job better than that. She lived up to a word. She sent me over to the William Morris Agency, who at the time was looking for a black trainee. So I showed up, right time, right place, right color. And I got the job. But I had to take a $35 a week pay cut. And I had to start in the mail room because that's where you start in the William Morris Agency. And you're just a gopher, you know. You go get tickets, you go trips, and you deliver mail and stuff throughout the office. You do whatever you ask you to do. And I did it all gladly. In two months, I was out of the mail room. And less than a year, I made agent. I went on to have a very, very successful career at the William Morris Agency. I was the first agent to book Simon and Garfunkel, the Supremes, and Marvin Gaye, and a lot of the rock acts. During the 60s, I had something to do with, and it was a great, great experience, and I had a good time doing it. When I heard your interview, one thing stood out to me, and that was when you mentioned that you felt when you were working there that you were on the outside looking in. Is that because you always knew that there was something more for Wally? You know, I don't know. It's just that I was in show business for 14 years, seven years of the William Morris office, another seven years as a personal manager. And I'm always reminded of the quote from Jesus that said, be of the world but not in it. And I was on show business. I never felt a part of show business. I never felt really that I belonged in show business. So it was just a matter of time. And you know, time came in 1974 when I decided I wanted to sell chocolate chip cookies. 
I didn't know what else to do. And as I mentioned that B.J. Gilmore came into my life, and cookies wound up being the thing for me. But I enjoyed show business, learned a lot, and it did a lot for me, and it led me to cookies. When I look at your branding, it kind of stands out above the norm, kind of has that little stardom quality. Because I learned how to do that in show business. I learned how to market. I mean, I learned how to promote. I learned how to do that in show business. And the one thing is, when you look at show business, you know, in order to rise to the top, you've really got to be good. You've got to be different. You have to let your uniqueness shine. Any business, what is unique about you and your business? You have to let the public know what that is. What is the main selling point about your business that differentiates you from everything else? You have to let your customers know what that is. Otherwise, you're just an also. And I never wanted to be an also. I wanted to make the best chocolate chip cookie in the world. And we make America's best-tasting cookies. I'm convinced of that because I haven't tasted one better yet. Everybody I meet is always bragging about mine. They're always bragging about chipping cookies. They're always bragging about Wally's original recipe, Wally's personal recipe. So you have to be unique because in a field now where there's so much stuff and everybody's attention span is like that short or that long, what makes you different? Why should somebody buy what you're doing? So you have to be better. You have to have quality, but you also have to have a way to let people know it. Because it's you and 10 million other products. It's like going online. So you get a website. Okay, what's next? You're now one of 2 billion, 30 billion websites. How will people know that you're there? Got to get that word out. And be unique in doing it. Exactly. So two quick tips on being unique and getting the word out. You got to be yourself. You got to be who you are. You can't pretend that you're somebody else. You got to be you. You got to trust somebody bigger than you, somebody greater than you. You got to trust the unknown. So something you can't see. And fight that fear like you talked about. Don't fight it. Just face it. Because what you fight, what you resist, persists. Don't fight it. Acknowledge that it can't hurt you. Acknowledge first that you are creating it and then move on. You're a huge literacy advocate. What led you to make a difference in that area? And also, tell us more about the Chip and Cookie Read Loud Foundation. Read it loud, yes. Well, I got involved in adult literacy because I wanted to use my fame for more than selling cookies. My belief has always been that it's just a vehicle that helps me to serve because your basic reason for living is to serve one another. I discovered Literacy Volunteers of America in 1979, volunteered to become their spokesperson, and for about 24, 25 years did exactly that in every possible way and met a lot of friends, made a lot of friends, and just had a great sense of love and doing something that was very worthwhile. In time, I discovered that trying to get rid of the problem of adult literacy is a huge one that we're not really making any headway in. But maybe a way to do that is to create generations of young people who can read and who love reading. And the best way to do that is by having parents read aloud to their children. So my wife, Christine, and I, we formed the Read It Loud Foundation and our effort to encourage parents to read aloud to their kids to promote the importance, the values, and the benefits of reading aloud to children. And we'll donate 10% of the profits from our company once we become profitable. And so that's my commitment. That's my passion now. And I'm working to make some money with Chip and Cookie so that I can do more good by promoting reading aloud. And we're well on our way because in October, Read It Loud will launch a national campaign in partnership with the Library of Congress, with the U.S. Postal Service, and with eBay PayPal, and five million parents that will commit to reading aloud to their children for 10 minutes a day from birth through six years old. 
promote reading aloud. If you've got kids, read to them. If you don't, then find somebody else's kids to read to. Go to daycares. Go to kindergartens. Go to places where there are young people that maybe don't get read to and read to them. But everybody can start talking about how important it is to read aloud to children. So that's what I want everybody to do. We're going to create this groundswell of awareness. The post office on our launch will send out 143 million postcards because every day they go to 143 million addresses. And there's more than 143 million people at all those addresses because many of them have multiple people. Businesses could have thousands of people, you know. So we want everybody to know how important it is. eBay will design our website for us, and they will power this Read It Loud website. But you can also go to readitloud.org. You can get some information on how important it is to read aloud to your children. But if you do have children, by all means, please read aloud to them. If they're young children from birth to six years old, it is so critical for you to read to your children. Please do. Please do. Final comment for our listeners, audience. Love is the answer. You got to love yourself. You love all those that are a part of your life. And just be the best you can. Be positive regardless. Positive regardless. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you again for another amazing interview. Wally Amos. For more interviews like this, Go to hardtofindseminars.com.